welcome back to the podcast, my friends. Today, I want to talk about this concept of quantity versus quality. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot today. I think that when I reflect on myself and my experiences, I've been focusing a lot on having a lot of quantities of things. Like, for example, more goods, more friends, more experiences of going out and just like feeling like I'm living my life to the fullest. And I used to think, and still to a very strong degree believe this, that I have a lot of fun when I'm just constantly on the go. I'm constantly doing things. And I just like to build up my life history with these different chapters and experiences. And to a certain degree, I think that's really good. But I'm starting to realize that, of course, there always needs to be a balance. But I'm at this point where I'm starting to think that quality and not quantity would actually truly make me feel more fulfilled and happier rather than just having a ton of quote unquote things and quote unquote experiences. And so today I want to share my thoughts on this and explain why I think quality and not quantity is truly what we want to make ourselves live our best lives. You know, we are in this society that gives us this message that the more we do, the more money we have, the more things we have, we're going to feel happier. We constantly see ads on TV or Instagram or social media in general that if you have this, you're going to look better or feel better. Or if you have more friends, more followers, you're going to feel more popular and, you know, cooler. And if you have more money, you're going to be happier because you're going to be more successful and you can do all these like fun things like vacations and buy all these expensive, luxurious things. So we live in the society that just basically has this inherent message. And it's really easy to, you know, believe that. And myself, of course, I definitely am not immune to this. I love to just treat myself when, you know, to be honest, I'm bored or quote unquote, just because. But sometimes we do so much and we consume so much. We feel like we're living life to the fullest because like we said, this is the message that society tells us we should believe. But yet deep down, when we really take a pause, we start feeling burnt out. And it's so easy to get burnt out when you're just constantly on the go, when you're just constantly consuming and doing things that you may not be realizing you're doing, but you're doing it because it's out of habit or because you think, like we said, it's going to make you happy. So there are a few aspects to this. The first one I want to talk about is habit, right? It's just so easy to do things out of habit because it's comfortable. Like, for example, it's a Friday and you don't really have plans, but in the past you used to go out a lot or you would see stories on your Instagram feed or Instagram stories that people are going out. So you think, oh, it's time to hit the club because that's what I usually do. Or you might just 
out of habit scroll through, uh, you know, Instagram and want to buy things. I actually don't really buy things on Instagram, but you might just go to your favorite stores or Amazon, right? And just start buying things. Or the second aspect is this feeling of missing out or FOMO, which is such a big and prevalent feeling in our society these days. It's become worse with the onset and the popularity of social media. You open it up and you might not even really know this person you're, you're watching, but you see that they're out at this party and you're like, oh, they're at this party. Or you might know your friends are going to these birthday parties tonight and you're like, oh, I want to join because I don't want to miss out on a fun night. And it's just so easy to want to do things because you, you want to feel like you're part of this larger fun that you don't want to miss. And this third aspect that we discussed briefly is consumerism, right? The whole reason why the economy might be doing well at times, not now, is we purchase things. And businesses naturally want us to purchase their services, their goods, because that's how they make money. And I'm not an economist, but the more we spend, the more businesses make, then our economy will just be better, right? Um, so there's this whole idea that, yeah, we should consume when we have that the purchasing power. Like you see this ad and ads are becoming smarter. They're becoming more targeted and they're becoming more creative. So it's starting to feel, they're starting to feel more natural, not just like your old salesman pitch of like, oh, the salesman clearly wants to take my money. No, ads are becoming more natural, more creative and fun. For example, you might hear your favorite Instagram influencer talk about how they bought this like green juice or this pre prebiotic. And they're like, this has changed my life. And this has made me like the most confident, healthiest person. And you're like, oh, I want that. Like I want to be a happy and healthy person. So so you decide to buy that. Or you might see your favorite celebrity, you know, use this lip gloss and you're like, I want to buy this lip gloss because I want to look like Kylie Jenner, right? And so once we start buying these messages and they feel more genuine and authentic, or we see this like funny video and it's like this really creative way that, you know, makes us laugh, we start to want to believe the message more. And so we want to buy more. So it's really easy to just be constantly bombarded by all these different ads, all these different messages that try to convince us that we want, want things because they will make us feel better. And like I said, I'm definitely not innocent. I just often spend more than I think I should but we won't get into that in that in this episode. And so I just end up with a lot more things. Like I buy more goods like shoes or clothes or groceries. It's just so easy to press a button and get your groceries delivered and I'm just still on my couch. And what I'm, what ends up happening is I start to just accumulate a ton of stuff. Like I open up my closet and it makes me happy 
in a way to see that, yeah, I have an abundance of these random shirts or these shoes. And when I open up my fridge, actually, interestingly, I don't feel great when I see just a crazy amount of things in my fridge. I'm like, oh my God, like, is any of this edible, like expired? But anyway, so I end up with a lot of things, goods. And there are times where I'm just like, why did I buy all these things? Because I don't even really wear all the shirts or the dresses or the shoes that I bought myself when I was quote unquote treating myself. I like have a very specific subset of my closet that I like to wear on a regular basis. Like I wear the same shorts or tops because those are my favorites and they make me feel the comfiest. And this is especially the case with shoes. Like I rarely ever wear certain shoes because even though they look cute when they when I bought them, they're just so uncomfortable to wear. And I'm just like, why did I buy them in the first place? The other day, I did a spring cleaning, or I guess now it's like summer, summer cleaning of my entire kitchen. I threw away, I kid you not, so many pantry items. Like I literally cleared out my entire like an entire like three shelves of my kitchen pantry because like I kid you not the things there were expired for like it's like so scary to say but like years and I was like oh my god like I just had that stuff in my pantry and I just never touched them and they just expired and I just threw everything away it just felt so excessive. Um, and I was thinking to myself, wow, like honestly, all of this food could have like fed a little village or like I could have, I could have sustained myself on this food for like weeks, but yet I'm throwing them away. And then I ended up with, of course, a much, much cleaner, very like very limited pantry now, which in a way feels great. I basically Mary condoed my entire pantry. And I was like, Shannon, like, I want to do this more. I want to start cleaning out the things I don't really need and just be more mindful of the things that I actually put into my pantry. Because God forbid, I start, I start to accumulate a ton of things again. And I have to like, throw everything away, which just feels like such a waste. And I definitely don't want to condone wasting on my podcast. But so the point I'm trying to make is in the past, I thought that buying all these things could make me feel happier. And I realize now that not really, like I don't really need all these shoes or like clothes. Um, I'm not even like, I'm, I don't even have a massive closet to begin with. Like I know some celebrities or really rich people have like these gorgeous amazing walk-in closets. And I'm just like thinking to myself, wow, they basically have their own little store in their home. Like how on earth do they ever like go through all these things and wear them? Anyway, I don't know. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a like fashionista. So I don't know. But even as like, just in my opinion, a regular shopper, 
I can barely go through the clothes that I have because some of them I just don't like to wear. And I just choose to wear certain things because those are my favorites. And the other thing is opportunity costs. This is the other aspect about this quantity versus quality conversation I want to talk about. And I started to think about this a lot today. There's always an opportunity cost with every item we buy or every time we decide to go out and do a certain thing. And time and money are not infinite resources, right? I wish. I wish that we could have infinite time and money, but that's just not the case. Like in most cases, right? Now, I'm not Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. I thought I should start using another rich person as an example, not just Jeff Bezos, but shout out to Jeff Bezos. He's like this podcast, like implicit mascot. (laughs) But even if you are Jeff Bezos, you could still technically spend all your money. I'm assuming, right? I'm just imagining if you're a billionaire, you can technically just like donate all of your money or buy, I don't know, buy five islands. I have no idea. But you can you can spend it all and you can't automatically replace it. And same thing with time. Once we do a certain thing and we spend a certain amount of time, we can't get it back. Like I often wish that I could just jump into this time machine and go back in time and relive certain memories or potentially like redo certain situations, but we can't do that. Right? You can't just automatically replace time or money like you can with the air or the sun. Since the sun isn't planning to go out anytime soon, but don't quote me on this, I'm not a scientist. So whenever we choose to spend our time or money on things, for example, when we decide to buy a pair of shoes, we could technically be spending that money on something else, like an exercise class or If you want to be really fiscally responsible, you could be investing that into the stock market, which right now might not be the best time since it's a recession, but you could be putting that into your savings account or your 401k, for example. When you choose to go out and drink late at night with your friends, yes, that does sound like a really fun time, but you could technically be resting at home, watching a movie with your friends or studying for graduate school or working out, you know? For example, yesterday I went out and it was a lot of fun. I definitely, definitely don't regret it because I had like a really fun time with my friends, had a lot of funny laughter, all that good stuff. And I like just going to different bars and bopping around the city, but The next day, I just felt so crappy. I felt tired, barely got any sleep, and I was like hungover the entire next day. And I know this is a very common occurrence, right? When you go out and you have fun, you always, in a sense, need to sacrifice your well-being for the next day. And it sucks, but it's just very, it's just kind of normal, right? Probably there are some products out there that we could drink or eat to make it better, but I haven't really been that thoughtful about it. So anyway, 
So today I was thinking, if I didn't go out drinking late at night, what would I have been doing? I, yeah, could have been resting at home, watching a movie, or, you know, doing something else like reading a book, or podcasting, or doing some work, you know, and obviously, like, it's not the best to just default to working on the weekends. Um, unless you're a finance bro, I don't know. But anyway, so I was thinking to myself, there are times where I have this internal conflict of wanting to go out, do things, spend money. But if I don't do those things, is it really that bad? Because instead of having so many different experiences of just going out and buying all these different things, it would be much more beneficial if I chose to spend my time more wisely or my money more wisely and really choose the things and the experiences that I think will really move the needle in terms of my happiness. So for example, I was thinking to myself, instead of going out all the time and meeting all these different people who could be really cool too, or buying things that I thought could be really nice to have, why don't I be more thoughtful with the people, the experiences I want to invest my time and my money in? I started to think about this. So for the rest of the podcast, I want to talk about my thoughts on social situations and how I think it could be better for me to really invest in quality social situations rather than high quantity social situations. So I used to go out a lot and I still do to a certain extent. I thought that going out would help me meet more friends and dates because I was single. Um, but what ended up happening was I would go out, meet a lot of people, forget their names, but we would add each other on Instagram and we'd start following each other. And in the best cases, we'd reach out, say hi and hang out. But to be honest, I haven't really been the best at this. And I think everyone is very busy. So we just haven't really gotten around to it. So we would have met once at, you know, a bar or a club or at a party. And then we wouldn't really ever talk again. And so I would see their stories. They would see my stories. And I think to myself, they're like a really nice person and really cool. That's why we decided to add each other on Instagram. But I'm just like, I just feel like, oh, and what? You know, like, so are we ever going to see each other? And in the worst cases, right, I'd even forget how we met. A week or two or a month or even a year in certain situations would go by. And I'd be like, who is this John Doe or this like Bob on my Instagram? And I forget, like, you know, well, how are we even contacts? Or they would forget who I was. And we'd just be following each other on Instagram. And I'd be like, okay. It's nice. I'm not going to be like, oh, we, we shouldn't be followers. Um, but it just felt like a very artificial connection because we would have just been in each other's social spheres without really being social, if that makes sense. It didn't feel like a very meaningful connection. Now, I'm not saying that 
going out is not fun or a good use of time. Because like I said, I still, to a certain degree, still love to go out. And I'm not saying that, you know, meeting people and parties is not a good way to meet people. But what I'm trying to say is, I think that's the best way to meet acquaintances. And you generally end up with a ton of new acquaintances that you think are cool or really fun people. And there's a deep desire in you, perhaps, especially in the beginning, to get to know them better. But you may not have had the time to really invest in that new relationship. And it just ends up being a pretty high-level acquaintance relationship. So that's what I ended up having. A lot of new, cool, fun acquaintances. But we wouldn't really talk. And I would basically just get updates of their life through their Instagram stories. And then I think to myself, how about the relationships that I actually do think have made an impact on my well-being and my happiness? And so this is obviously a different type of relationship. And both are good in their different ways. But when I'm thinking about the relationships that I really do value and I do think have made me a better happier person. These are the relationships that I bucket into, hey, when I'm going through something hard and I need somebody to lean on, who can I call? These are the people that have been with me through all the ups and downs. Like I'm having a hard time at work or I'm going through a breakup or I'm just not feeling myself or I'm having a question about something that I should do. I pick up the phone and I call them or I text them or we meet up and they have been with me and still decided to stick with me throughout these times. And these are also the people that I really like as people and really respect. They have taught me a lot about myself and the type of person I want to become in different ways. And so I also want to be there for them. So if anything happens where they want to talk to a friend, I want to be able to drop what I'm doing and help them. So it's a mutual desire to be there for each other through that thick and thin. And so this is when push comes to shove, the best relationships the ones that actually matter, in my opinion. These are the ones that you can lean on when you really need that support. And this is the category I would call the people you can tell your darkest secrets to and they still stick around. And there are some psychology studies that have talked about this where really we need relationships as social people, as social creatures to be happy in life. But it's not really the acquaintances or like the randos that you meet on the street. It's these people that you can really just be yourselves, like your messy, darkest self and even your best self, of course. And they can be the same to you and you want to be there for each other. And these are the people, the relationships that will truly enhance your sense of well-being and happiness. So this is the point I'm trying to make, which is these are the quality relationships that matter. And they are the ones that know you the best. Like, 
who cares if this random person you barely even know, maybe it was a hinge date and you guys added each other in the beginning, they unfollowed you or you unfollow them, right? It, no, it's, it's not worth crying over. But the people who really know you and the people who have stuck around for a while, when you go through different phases of your life, they know you and they're not going to just like drop you if um, or like leave, leave the relationship easily because you got busy one week or they haven't seen you for a while, right? So I try to remind myself that when I go out, it's fun to meet people. It's fun to just expand your, your friendship group. But at the end of the day, I still know who are the quality friendships and relationships that I will always value. And those are the ones that I know I want to invest time and energy in because these are the relationships that are investments that with time will return even greater rewards. They're like little diamonds. The more time and effort you put into these, um, the bigger and brighter they're going to get. And so that's my new thought on social settings right now. You know, I have that list of the people I can tell my darkest secrets to and they stuck around in my mind. And I will always be grateful for them. And even if life gets crazy and I go out a lot and, you know, I'm just doing my thing in the back of my mind, just want to continue to like foster these relationships. I think this also applies to all other aspects of life. I can't really think of an aspect of life where quality does not outweigh quantity. And this is actually something that I heard from another one of my favorite podcasters. So she inspired me to believe this too. When it comes to clothes, like let's just circle back to the beginning of the podcast. If you have a few pieces of investment items or basics that you can just always go to, that's great. As long as they make you feel good and you really like how you look in them, that's all that matters. And who cares if you repeat outfits, right? I mean, I don't understand why there's this pressure, especially for girls, to just constantly be wearing new things. But what's the point if you don't really feel great in these new clothes or like you don't really like the style or, or the way they look on you? As long as you have those staples that you feel like yourself and you feel comfortable and you feel good, that's all that matters, right? And we talk about other things like groceries, things in your apartment, right? Does it really make you feel good when you have a ton of just stuff in your apartment and you're just like, I barely ever touch some of these things. Like, I don't know, this random box of things. Like sometimes I look at random things in my apartment and I'm just like, I got to marry condo that. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave you guys with this message, which is life goes by fast in a short and quality oftentimes makes us happier than having quantity. And I hope that we find the courage to just tell ourselves when we're hesitant, hey, do we really want to feel this pressure to go out 
or do things or buy things just because, you know, other people are doing it or we think we should. When push comes to shove and we zoom out and we're like, if I only think about what I want without thinking about what other people are doing or what they may think, would this thing actually make me happy? And if yes, then go for it. But if not, then perhaps it's okay to sit this one out, to put away your credit card and do something else. And when push comes to shove, if you think, oh, I'm not going out tonight or I'm feeling FOMO because my other friends are at this party, that's okay because you will always have that bucket of relationships that will be with you forever. And you will always have those people as your rock. So if you don't go out one day, that's okay, right? You, you, just, you just basically saved yourself, in a sense, a whole night of being hungover and potentially some new acquaintances. But at the end of the day, you will be fine. So thank you guys for listening. This was a really interesting topic to discuss. And who knows? Maybe in a future episode, I'll come back and say, guys, I've become a full homebody and I am no longer going out. I am just becoming a marukondoing, like wholesome person. Who knows? The future is uncertain, but like I said, bright. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. I love you guys a lot. Follow the podcast on Instagram if you want more behind the scenes. I... I know I keep saying this, but I do want to start doing more like fun giveaways and like quizzes again. Haven't been the best with that in the past. Um, and then if you'd like, you can follow the podcast on Spotify. So anytime I publish a new episode, you'll be automatically notified. Alrighty. Well, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Bye.